Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. It's an all-new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast, the R-A-P-L-A-B. It's your boy, the controversial as ever, Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. I only got $20 in my pocket. Y'all know who it is. Y'all know what I do. Always keeping it true. It's the Q. And y'all know who I be. It's your boy, T-O. Y'all already know. Every time the episode comes, I got to ask the Rap Lab world, what's the dealio? And uh, peace and blessings to everybody out there. We hope y'all are good. Just want to give a shout out to uh, our people, Mac, Alfred, Banks, Fiend, CMC, Guapo, Combi. We we, we we checking for y'all. And shout outs to the always helpful Mrs. Phipps. So just had to get that out there uh, before we uh, roll on. But today's topic is uh, one that no matter who you ask, you can ask 10 people, 20 people, 100 people. When you ask him this question, you're going to get a, di- a different answer every time. Today we're talking about what, when did hip-hop officially die? Or is it even dead at all? And if it did die, what year? So uh, I got to ask y'all a question. I'll start with you first, QG. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you when you hear hip-hop is dead? For me, when I hear hip-hop is dead, it goes with something traumatic had to have happened to suck the life out of the genre. It could be a tragedy or it could be the fact that there's certain types of music that get more airplay than traditional types of music. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have a song that's good lyrically, but it won't get the appreciation it deserves because of another song out there that's more commercial or it's more catchy, if anything. So to me, those are the two things that intertwine as far as when I hear that hip hop has died, it's just like the art is lost or tradition is lost or what have you. All right. What about you, T.O.? What does it mean to you when you hear hip hop is dead? The the art is lost, you know, it's, and, and QG just about summed it up the whole thing already, just in short, uh, short terms. But it's like, like you said, something tragedy had to happen or um, you could even, like you said, mainstream has changed from years to years. So depending on which trending, I'm sorry, which topic trends from hip hop, you will you will automatically know where the money grows and where the radio will like insert their play for the money. So once the trend happens, this is like, all right, this is what really going to go out here. This is what sells and stuff like we used to have hip-hop selling with art storytelling and all that stuff but you know times has changed so we we drifting in a different direction so like like i said i can't say much because qg just about summed up the whole thing but yeah okay and uh as far as i go like when i when i hear hip-hop is dead i mean to me that says something has adversely affected the culture Right. And if you think about hip hop culture from when hip hop was first established in the 70s till now. Outside of the music, everything else is gone. There's no more b-boying. There's no more break dancing. You know, like even the graffiti, I mean, graffiti, you know, is a problem, but 
or depending on who you ask, but there's even no more graffiti. Like there's like all the other elements of the culture are, are dead or gone. And then I feel like in today's landscape, you know, lyricism is not respected. Like, like in the in the eighties and the nineties, you had to you had to be a lyricist in order to garner the respect of, of not only not only your peers but of the fans. And now, you know, it's like lyrics don't mean anything. Like, yeah, we have people out there like Kendrick, J. Cole, Griselda, where they're lyrical, but you know, if you listen to the records that are that are played on the radio, you know, mumble rap is a thing now. Uh, catchy songs are, you know, catchy songs are the thing where there's literally no message. Like Young Thug who goes like the whole song, people people like hearing that. So lyrics are dumbed down. So it's you know it, but but people have been saying hip hop has been dead long before today. But you know that's what it that's what it means to me. So uh, To I'm gonna ask you first, like. You have a, you have you have a specific year when you think hip hop died? I probably not, probably not, but I but I hate to be the bad news and and Candyman. I'm sorry to put you under the bus with this one. Me. I, 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 I the reason why I say that because this deals with your peoples, man. But one of the times I hate to say it, but Cash Money. Mm. Yeah, but, but what? But what you? But what year are we talking? I will say like possibly. Maybe ninety nine or two thousand. Hold on, you think hip hop died in ninety nine or two thousand? I, I wouldn't say died, but it start it started slowly dying. Like that He's was like the turning point. He's looking yeah. at a moment where that is it started to change. That's when it started to die slowly. And the only reason why I say that is because, like, yes, we have talked about materialism in raps before, like even before Cash Money, but around that time. It started shifting when they came. And, 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 and like I said, I actually like juvenile and stuff. Yes, I do. But we went from the lyrical contact, the substance, the techniques to materialism. And we started following their wave. Is what I'm saying. And like I, and, and don't get me wrong. Cash Money made a big impact in the rap industry. I can't knock that. But I'm, yeah, I mean, Juvie said but, taking over for the nine 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 two thousand. It's kind of re- funny that you mentioned nine nine. He, re- he he really meant it because the game started changing off them, and this is mainstream wise. Like we were cool with the high, even though it was a funny ass record. But then with back that ass up came out, you could tell that was starting to become a little bit of a change. And then we got all the blockers hot, you know, a project bitch and um, uh, bling bling. So. We weren't we weren't talking about storytelling and the technique and the art anymore. So now we're drifting to the bling blings, the the chicks, the cars, the jewelry, a lot. And then and then the reason why I also say that because then that opened the doors more for the South. Like the South and the Atlanta um, culture was definitely popping. Like mostly the Jermaine Dupri's and the uh, I can't say the Brats because she's from Chicago, but she still helps with Atlanta. Um, maybe ludicrous, who knows? But after that, that was it. Like the South just ran with that, and then even New York's just started helping running with that slowly. West Coast kind of too, not much. But I'm not. 
I'm not pulling the full blame on him, but that's one of the times that we also saw hip hop is dying at that time. Candyman, you got a rebuttal for that? Yes, I, I do. He, I, I know do. he does. So if you look at uh if you look at ninety-nine to two thousand, I disagree with that because you still had lyrical lyrical hip hop that was mainstream that was getting getting spins and was popular but 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 then on top of that let's look at the cosigns when you look at jay-z appearing on the high remix and and you know you know cash money was then getting known from people and it's not just like the missy elliott's you bg had a song with him too even though it was a cool song don't get me wrong but it's it's like we still had lyrical contact but what was playing more around that time? I think I think I think what what um, T.O. is trying to say, Candyman, is that the lyricism mainly mostly talked about money and cars and women. Right, even though, understood. Even though you still have the balance with the other great artists that other came out, you know, like Jay and X and all that stuff. I think what he's saying is that hip hop completely shifted to just that subject matter because it was so popular and it was just, everybody was doing it. So it's either you get on that wave and talk about the same thing they are because it sells records and it's, and it's very popular, or you just get pushed out to obscurity. I think that's what he's trying to say. It's like when you saw the jewelry that Cash Money and all them guys was doing, it made a lot of the East Coast artists say, "You know what? I'm gonna get some diamonds. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the cars. I'm gonna do the same things that they're that, doing." That, In fact, that, a, a lot of their videos were, were 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 quite similar to what Cash Money and them was doing. And what does that do? You know, what I mean, it makes it makes the East Coast looks like, oh, well, you guys are selling out now. You guys are doing what they're doing because it sells records. That devil's advocate, right? So. Mm -hmm. Before Cash Money blew up and before they went worldwide, the shiny suit era was a thing. They was wearing shiny suits and jewelry. Mafioso rap was was prominent before then. Uh, Italian suits, mobster style, and jewelry. So you still had lyricism. That's the thing. There was still, still there was still mixed. There was still mixed. There was still mixed contact uh, contact so I, around right. there too. So. I, I understand. I understand you, your point too, Al. But I'm not saying that's going to be the full blown uh, blame because it's not. Because I think there's more to it too. So but that's part of it. So Cash Money, their run was '98 to 2000, right? In that time frame, look at these albums that came out from others. Outcast had Equimini, Jay Z had Volume Two, Capital Punishment from Big Pun, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. That see, that's '98. All right, so it's dark and hell is hot and flesh of flesh and blood in my blood. All right, let's go to 99. 99. So what sold? Let's see. 2001 from Dr. Dre. Blackout from Method Man and Red Man. Slim Shady LP. Q-Tip had Amplified. Jay-Z had Volume 3. Nas had I Am. Mob Deep had Murder Music. And then there was X by DMX. What else? Uh, I can't really... I can't Unfortunately, really, malpractice. I can't really say No Limit Top Dog. Why? Because that's a No Limit album. I mean, um, 
it's the subject matter I think is what is what To is trying to get and and and, and especially like like TV wise they were playing the hell out of back that ass up every time they got we had other videos I think he's saying there's no balance there was that's no the balance. thing there was no balance unfortunately and it even though good, he, it was get, good and they tried it. it and they tried their best with the balance but I felt like their shift and their eyes were more focused on the materialism and it was like yo we right. like what we're seeing out here. This may sell more than anything. Right. And and it sucks because we had, like, the albums you named, we had good contact from the Value 3s and the No Limit Top Dog. Well, you ain't saying that. Um, uh, Was it the Blackout and all the other stuff? So it, it, uh, it, it was just, we just saw a shift. Until today, this is what we have. I mean, I mean, there were some other cool years that tried to uh, counterpunched it, but it was not enough. I like those records anyway. I like those cash money records. And, and I, I like think, them too, but right. I, I feel like that's when we started seeing the shift. That's where the shift started. I'm not saying that's where it di- completely died, because I really don't have a year where it completely died. I just think that's where it shift. And then we got today's content of the same thing. But, I, but, I, I, but 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 like I said, people, this is not the full blame. Because so what? Don't. So what is the full blame? Because it's I, like it's like you're half you're half answering the question. Well, the thing is, there. I think there's a lot of stuff, in my opinion, that could say why hip hop died. That's just me. But this, but this piece, as far as the oversaturation of lyrics, just talking about money. Yeah, that's that's that's. That's where I'm going with them is because the lyricism shifted to Julie, Ju- oh, Julie, sorry, um, the women, the cars, the all that stuff, the videos and stuff. I mean, I enjoy the fires in the background. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I actually want to do one of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you wanted who, to set you wanted to set something on fire. I thought it was cool. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you wanted to set something on fire. That's your people's. <laughs> I don't mean a damn thing. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, we get it. We 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 understand. We understand that part. I mean, it's it was it was it was what they were doing. It's kind of like, okay, Candy Man. Let me let me ask you this. Like, would would Cash Money have gotten the success and the reaction that they got if they didn't do those things? As far as their bread and butter is about the jewelry and about the about the money and stuff like that. If that didn't if that if that didn't become their whole thing, even though we got other records of talking of real life situations like Wayne talked about real stuff and Juvie talked about real stuff, but those records didn't get the push. Yes. Like how uh, the back bling that bling ass up and, and the, the bling bling, right? And, and the project and, chick, right? And right. you know. The block is hot. Got played a bit, so right, right. It's like those get, records, get your get your roll on. Right. It's like those got more than any other than any of the other subject matter records, and even number one stunner from the same artist too. From the same like 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 um juvenile on 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 this album got the song ghetto children. That's one of my favorite songs off that album, but it didn't get as much as it, as as the other records got that just talked about. The women, the cars, and the jewelry. I think that's what he's. I think that's where he's going. To the point where 
rappers who never really talked about that. Now they have to talk about it and actually follow that formula in order to sell units. And, and there's been many episodes where we always mention that every year times have changed. And this is almost similar to when we talked about the um, when did New York hip hop slowly drift away? Well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you like this. I can't put cash money in 99 and 2000 as the downfall because. And I'll get into it when it's my go around, but I feel like things weren't as bad then as they got later on. But um, QG, what about you? You have a specific year or event or turning point. Yeah, where... yeah, man. Yeah. And these kind of intertwine. Uh, September 13th, 1996. Tupac. And Tupac died. Yeah, yeah. And um, of course, you know, March 9th, 1997. I put those two Biggie. together. Yeah, I put those two together because they're intertwined. And the sad part is when you look at the reasons that led up to it, mm -hmm. Pac got killed over a gang-related issue. Biggie got killed, I feel, in retaliation to what happened to Tupac. And to me, that, that, that was very, very sad because you have two prominent, brilliant, fantastic artists still so young you know not even scratching the surface and for hip-hop to get the blame like Pac and big died over over a beef and biggie said it himself a personal beef became a coastal beef and that is negative that 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 right there is what killed hip-hop even though it sold you know records even though people were picking sides and other people jumped on that wave as far as well i'm from the west coast so i'm a this east coast or i'm from the east and i'm a this west coast to to have it go to that level was just was just horrible the fact that east coast cats couldn't go to the west the fact that west coast cats couldn't come to the east violence happened you know i mean and the the media just ran with it so just that just just those two deaths put everything on a pause it made people stop and be like whoa i can't believe this happened to these guys am i mm -hmm. next and even snoopy said it on in, in in an interview yo Pac got killed big got killed i know they got the target on me so i'm gonna call minister farrakhan and see if we could settle this thing and have the have the peace you know summit with the east and west the fact that it had to be taken to that level, man, I, I just I just I just felt it was it was it was horrible, man. It was it was disgusting. You know what I mean? For Pac to die and then and then people looking at Big and then with for Big to die, they're like, oh well well, Death Row got something to do with it. I mean, we weren't there. I wasn't there. I d I don't know the true, true details. You can't believe everything you read, everything you hear. But Pac and Big, those deaths right there, just oh man, it just it just, I'm a, I, I'm at a loss for words for it because till this day it still affects me. So, yeah, it's mm -hmm. now one can also argue that that event may have not, may have not, may have not done it because there was a, a plethora of Tupac releases after he died. It's not yeah, about the it's, music. It's, it's it's not the same though. It's 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 not the same. It's not the same. It's the it's it's yes, the music did come out. Yes, the music did come out. But the fact that they're no longer here. That's the thing. They're not here in person. 
when we when 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 we hear from the people that knew them the best what they had plans to do Pac had so many things he wanted to do Biggie had so many things he wanted to do and they got taken away from us before they got to do them and and even Jadakiss went on a record and said if Big was still rapping a lot of these people would not be rapping they would be lifeguards I agree you should, because the standard was was set so high and you know I just I just hate the fact that both those guys you know Biggie was was only 24 years old Pac was only 25 years old and the stuff that they were able to do at that age just imagine if they were still around and how much more we could have gotten out of them and mm. it just shows what hip hop can do if you're not careful if you're not careful and I'm talking to everybody if you're not careful on what you say and what you do, and another thing, don't get caught up in it. Don't get caught up in the madness. And 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 that's still around to this day. There's there's a lot of rappers that get in the beefs, and all it takes is some knucklehead or some knuckleheads out there to react off something and then go do something because of it. When they saw the East Coast West Coast vibe article or just the magazine cover, it made people go into a frenzy. So yeah, those two deaths right there. And and, and and your man Mace always said it don't feel so good. He wanted to bury the hate. Yeah. So Mace. let me so let me ask you, and, and this is gonna be a hard question for you to answer, Q, because none of us have a time machine, and hindsight is only you can only really use hindsight after time goes by. But mm-hmm. do you think, and especially with the comment you made that you know. A lot of these rappers wouldn't be rappers. So if you think of Tupac and Biggie, and we can even take it further, the and, and say guys like Big L, like if they hadn't died or had they lived longer than they had, you, you think hip-hop wouldn't have went the direction it went? It's hard to say where it would have went. I could, I could tell you that because a lot of stuff... What's up? No, I was going to say because... You also got to remember, as time has gone on, a lot of guys in the old guard uh, have welcomed these younger guys who may not necessarily have had the skill level to hang back then, like uh, Snoop uh, welcomed Wiz Khalifa into hip-hop. Um, KRS-One wanted to give Soldier Boy a hug and told him welcome to hip-hop, if you remember. so I remember I remember that, but I, I think if, if, if Pac and Big would have still been alive as the standard bearers, it would have made people do more as far as into their writing and into their creativity. Like a lot of these people that you mentioned, yeah, they're, you know, they do have superstar status, but the lackluster and the lethargic way that they do their music, to me, it's just like, that's all you got. You know what I mean? Like we've seen how vicious Pac is when it comes to making a record and how how he works and how serious he takes it. Biggie, he always put thought into his lyricism. So I think with that, I think it would have made these guys, hey, I got to come hard on the mic. I can't just write a rhyme and then just go in and record and thinking it's a hit. No, you got to really put some put some pressure on yourself and make your joints that 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 that, that brings up like that brings up like 1998 because then that started 
yeah. it started to shift back to like, all right, we gotta we gotta revive hip hop a bit with yeah. this. So that's when yeah. you got the whole competition with the lyricism and and even though they weren't lyricism, your people's Al the No Limit. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, but that, hold on, hold on, hold on. No limit had lyricists. Come on, don't get disrespectful. We I, I'm not saying everybody, but what have, I'm saying. We had Mac, who's been on the show. Shout out to Mac. We had Fiend, who's been on the show. Shout out to Fiend. Well, I think Snoop, Snoop. Maybe, had, maybe because of the mainstream, because it I was think always he's masterpiece. Looking at the narrative. He's looking yeah. at the narrative as far as when you associate, when, when you look at No Limit and Cash Money, what do you associate with No Limit and Cash Money? You don't associate lyricism, even though they're lyricists. What do you associate with them? You associate the riches and the jewelry. Jewelry. And uh, as and much don't get me wrong, Mac, Mac, Fina, them, they were they were nice. Absolutely. Who was and Abel in them? Me and me and X is me and X is fire. And as much as much of a as much of a hating ass cool Modi is, uh, he did rank mass both Master P and Mystical in his list in his report card. Will you stop with the hating? Cool Modi expressed his opinion from a pioneer rapper standpoint. That's that's why it may come off that way as as a hater. But he's judging it from a pioneer pillar rapper standpoint. Oh, you better be glad he perspective. You know, I ain't gonna say his name. <laughs> it's a different it's a different perspective than us than anybody else who who hasn't been here from when it started. Cool yeah. Modi was there when it started, so his view is gonna be way different than how we see it. And he's a he's a he's a Hall of Fame MC, so it's different. He could do that. I guess. I mean, we could agree and disagree. I mean, but just from his standpoint of where he comes from, he's not just some guy. He's exactly. not just some rapper. He is a he is a cornerstone. He is definitely a he is a pioneer, and like Chris uh, QG said, a cornerstone. So, so he is a judging, pioneer. He's right. He's judging it from that perspective. That's why it may come off that way. But yeah, uh, you know, it's pocket big would have made people step their game up. And people were competitive. Jay-Z, he knew. When he got on a record with Big, he's like, yo, I got I to go crazy. I yeah, got to go in, man, because yep. I know Big going to go in. All like, the young Gs and the uh, I love the dough and the Brooklyn's finest. Yeah, you better go hard. Look at, look at Pac on Got My Mind Made Up. Even though that wasn't his record in the beginning, that was supposed to be a dog pound record. When he got the record, and Corrupt is on there, Method Man is on there, Red Man is on there, those guys are lyricists in their own right. So Pac was like, yo, I got to come lyrical on this one. Them guys were spitting. That's, that's I the hate deal. The, and it was a good posse, good, even though I think Red Man, I think, had the best verse. That's fine. You could, you could, you could, you could debate that. You could argue that. So that's my viewpoint. Pac and Big being who they are, man. It's and it's and the thing is, everybody always asks this: if they were still alive, would Jay Z be that big? That's been said. That's been said. A lot of people have looked at that. They say that if if, if Big was still alive, would Jay be where he's at? Because because at the time when Pac and Big were already certified, Jay was still trying to find his way. Mm-hmm. Even though Reasonable Doubt is great, it's a classic. Many many years later, Pac and Big was selling massive amount of records. Jay didn't even hit that yet. Even nope. Nas, when he did it, was written. It sold two million copies. And it was not enough until that All Eyes on Me came out. All, all Eyes on Me, man, it sold five in a matter of months. Yep. Not even a score, not even it was written, was reaching that status. But they not did the make millions. Sold. The score sold. The score sold. The score five. sold, but I'm saying not like five million. I think it they w- did. I think they did, bro. They did? All right, well, you know yeah, what? Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. fault, people. That's my fault. I think I think the score 
Uh, even and in fact, it's an anniversary to score. But to but to get up to um, you know uh, uh to uh, wrap up my point, so you know, so Candyman can go. It's it's that level of competition. It's that level of yo Pac comes hard, Biggie comes hard. I gotta go hard, and that's what's missing today. And and for the record, in total, the the, the score twenty two million copies so. Overall. Overall. Oh, that that, that sounds like it beat uh, All Eyes on Me. Well, how much did All Eyes on Me sold overall? While I while I get to that, Candyman, you do your thing. You jump on. So, I'm gonna... I'm gonna go and take a huge leap here. I feel... And, and no disrespect to Nas, because he was saying hip-hop was dead in 2006. I feel hip hop died 2010. All right, so why do you say that? So I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why. Right? I personally feel, and this is just, this is just my opinion. I feel hip hop in its prime run spans from 1984 to 2006. Right. Mm-hmm. I also feel that starting in 2008 started to decline, and then by 2010 it was dead. Now, granted, people are going to look at me like, oh, you say hip-hop is dead. Because, you know, there's, there's the Kendricks of the world, the J. Coles of the world, and, and all these other lyricists, right? And they're great. But I feel by the time 2010 rolled around, like, yeah, music has started to get dumbed down. By, like, 2004, 2005, we had the D4Ls and... And 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 the and the Dem franchise boys and Rich Boy and and all this other type of shit, um, Fast Life youngsters with swag surfing and all this yeah, other type. None of, of stuff. my favorite. None of my favorites at all. And and, 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 Sol- <laughs> and Soldier Boy tell him and, and all these other guys, right? Mm-mm. But I <laughs> but 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 I feel that by the time twenty like late two thousand nine, early twenty ten rolled around, it was just done. Like music was no longer about. Like, every single, because, like, granted, you know, 2004, 2005, 2006, you still had some singles that had lyrical, lyrical ability, uh, lyrical messages behind them. But by the time the new, that new decade hit and turned around, everything was either, was, was either a trend or a dance. And it goes hand in hand with the evolution of social media, because social media, 12 years ago, it's not social media today. Social media was in its inf- uh, infancy back then. MySpace. My MySpace was 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 around 2009. Facebook was on the come up. What was and the other one? Zonex. Sconex and all this other type of shit. And I just feel like everything everything was just started like people were just making music to to get one hit. Nobody was focusing on trying to have a good album. And then the other thing around that time period. A lot of our favorites who we knew that were capable of making great music, they're, 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 the quality of their music started to decline. Like Snoop Dogg's Ego Trippin' is a great example of that. What about oh. Jay-Z's Blueprint 3? Blueprint 3 wasn't bad, in my opinion. It wasn't bad. And Jay was able to still go number one during that time, which is incredible. You think Jay-Z just had that power status already around then? Yeah, because- but Jay- see, but Jay-Z had the name... Jay-Z had the name value. So 
Jay-Z had already built himself up. Jay-Z could drop a whole album of silence and people would still buy the <laughs> but, but But you know what? Going on with what Candyman was saying, like, when you look at the year, like, Candyman, you want me to go through 09 real quick? Yeah, yeah, you could go through it. You had Lemonade by Gucci Man. You had Maybach Music 2 by, by, by Rick Ross. I'm only picking a few people here. You're, for, you're, picking, songs. you're picking songs, right? Yeah, for a reason, for a reason. But Maybach Music 2 actually was a decent posse cut, but go on. No, like, like what I'm saying is, look at who was out at the time, and for Jay, being as long as he's been in the game, to still come out and still put out a number one album, like Drake Successful was out. You know what I mean? Um, you had, what else did you have? You also, I mean, Gucci Mane also had 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 the song Wasted. You know, Ross had Magnificent. You know, like. You had like like Ross was everywhere. He even had mafia music. Kid Cudi was out at the time. Oh. Was wasn't Nicki Minaj blowing up around that time at like the start so, start start starting to yeah. But Drake and and I mean I mean Drake was killing it. You know what I mean? Um, Wiz Khalifa was out. So these are even, these are popular names already right. by then. Even even Eminem who made a comeback. Eminem made a comeback in '09, but for Jay. You know what it is too, and 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 it goes with what you it goes with what you're uh with, with what you said earlier, T.O., and what you're saying now, Candyman. Do you know why Jay Z was able to make his way and still be able to come in '09, even though '09 and, and 2010 were were lackluster as far as the quality of the music adaptability? Wow. Yeah, he was he was able he saw what they were doing. For example. Death of Auto Tune is not an accident. Uh, it never was. <laughs> he made that record for a reason, and the fact that it got played, like a lot of people got, like T Pain got mad. That was a lead single. It was a lead single, and it got the actually, radio play. Actually, wrong. That was the second single because the the State of Mind was the first one with Alicia right. Keys. Right. And I that's thought it was the other way around, but maybe and that's a crossover. Okay. And, that's, and that's a crossover <laughs> pop hit that got played on Z100. Yep. A death of autotune or the state of mind? State, state of, of mind. mind. Oh, they they and they and then and the funny part is when the Yankees won, they still performed that for their parade. Yep. Or was it for the um? No, the Yankees. It was, World, no, the Yankees won the World Series. Series. That, that, that was they the were song. still playing. Yeah, that was the was song for them. Yeah. I so, think I think Derek Jeter used that for his intro too for quite some time. Right. So Jay was able to set. Jay doesn't make music. Jay sets trends. You see how you guys mentioned how that worked into baseball? That's what makes it hot. So I agree. And you know what else is a part of it, guys? The production. The production yeah. in 09 and 2010. Oh, man. It's too digital for my taste. Way too digital. I'm sorry. Too digital. Like the beats weren't really hitting like the way that they're supposed to be hitting, in my opinion. And, and to go back to a further point in that time period, like I said, a lot of our favorites, the quality of their music dipped. Like I said, Snoop Dogg with Ego Trippin'. I hate right. to I hate to say this, but and I love Fifty Cent to death, but Fifty with uh, before I self destruct. Oh, that was terrible. I'm yeah. sorry. That was terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, however, I will say, however, as a as a as a as a recently single man, I will say that there was one line in that song that I I have much respect to, and he was like, "My ex is my ex, though. I she used to she, I had her eating lobster. Now she eating pizza." Shout outs to Fifty for that. But, but, you know, the, but you think, and, and sad part is 50, 50 Cent, this is 50 Cent we're talking about. And even he 
couldn't survive that part. And you know why? Because of his subject matter. Yeah. It's because it's the same. It's the same story. It's the same formula from Fifty. So when Fifty puts puts out a record, we know what Fifty is going to talk about. And that run and his and his his image and everything, it started to deplete because okay, we know your story. Um, Twenty Ten is the same thing. I mean, yay, Kanye was all over the place. You Kanye know, was still hot in 2010. He, he was still hot because My Dark Twisted Fantasy came out. Waka Flocka was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Drake was, was, you know, was still pushing. But this time, this time in 2010, Eminem with Recovery, that worked. You see how 09 didn't really work out for him? Yeah, because re- Relapse. I, f- I felt Relapse was terrible, but that's just my opinion. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the next year... M caught lightning in a bottle. And and, and when you look at it, um, Wiz Khalifa was still out. When did, did T.I.'s paper trail come out? 2008. Oh. Right. In in 2010, this is when uh, No Mercy came out from T.I. So he was out as well. But even that album... I knew he had something. So I, about to say, I knew he had something back then. And, and you, know, and you, know what I just, you know what I realized? Also, we talk about 2009, 2010. 2008 was a little bit weird, too. And the reason why I say that because just like the stuff that's been happening, the, the uh, transition, it was crazy because not a lot of people were hungry anymore for the mainstream. A lot of people went to mixtapes. 2008? Yeah, because you got because that's when Wayne came out with Lollipop and Millie. Oh, and, uh, God. Yeah. But the Carter Three was a highly successful album. Overrated. It was, and it won a Grammy. But and I'm, and I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned Wayne because this goes into my point even further. So from 2005 to 2009, Lil Wayne was arguably, if not one of the, if not the hottest rapper in hip hop in the industry. He was on everything. But yeah, that, but the content what? still wasn't impressive. What are you? What are you kidding? The Carter Sorry. Two. The Carter Two is amazing. I stopped after Fire Man. I'd like I, I I like the Carter two better than Carter three to be honest with you. I kind of like it too, but yeah. But anyway, Carter three, you you keep the Carter three. I don't care what anyone says. I feel that another turning point in hip hop dying, regardless how you feel about Wayne. I personally fucked with his music, but mm. when he went to prison and had to spend that year in Rikers, I feel that also was a was a, a catalyst for hip hop dying, because, because now he, all of it because, because he went to jail. Yes, because remember, he, he he went to prison for a year, and when he came back out, yeah, he, he wasn't he, he didn't have the, the momentum that he had. And just for him to stay relevant, he had to attach himself to Drake and Nicki. Yeah, which well, was smart. Which was yeah, smart, which was hella smart, because that's... They were the hottest out. And that's what you got. I mean, they, what, they, were, they were on his label, but at the same time, when he came back out and started making music, the, the quality just wasn't the same. And that's and that's when granted he and and if you realize and look at the look at the impact, the influence and the numbers post prison, he only had one more hit. And that was uh, six foot, seven foot with Corey Gunn. Hated it. But um, I, I hate to. I'm sorry, people. Y'all gonna hate me. That production, man. Like like that. Seven, beat, six, and a lot of seven, a, a lot of people rapped over it. A lot of people rapped over that beat, too. But like and, and that's the thing during that time period that you mentioned, Candyman. When I ask people what do they like about the song, oh, I like the beat. Well, listen to the instrumental then. But and then here's my other thing too. The beat wasn't even all that either. <laughs> here's my other thing too. 2010 
signal the end of true hip hop skills because that was the, 2010 was the f- very first time when you told somebody spit a freestyle they pulled out the blackberry mm. <laughs> see and we when we talked about tradition now you're pulling out a blackberry and you know what the sad part is too he's not the only one that did that didn't meth do it love you meth love you to death but even he pulled out the blackberry now, granted, granted, because I know what some people would say, oh, well, in the 90s and early 2000s, when you told somebody to spit a freestyle, they would spit a written that that hadn't been released yet. And I'm like, okay, and, and, and yeah, it's been done before, because there have been certain times, whether it was on uh, Rap City, The Basement, or Yo! MTV Rap, somebody with freestyle, and they'd be with their entourage, and they entourage would rap the words along with them. I'm like, yo, if it's a freestyle, how the fuck you knew what he was going to say? And, and I was but, right on that, because we saw that a lot of times. Even because G-Unit. there's many different, there's, because, because there's different definitions of a freestyle. When you talk to Kane and LL Cool J, the pioneers, and you can look at the YouTube vids, they say it is a, uh, it is a, it could be a pre-written rhyme that you've prepared that no one has ever heard, and then you go and you rap it. And it goes with what you said, Candy Man. It could be of a, a rap verse that you'll eventually hear on a record. I feel as long as you have something and don't choke, it's a freestyle. That's that. That's what that's what that means. Me personally, you know, I come from the cloth. It's off the dome and everything like that. That's how I was taught. That's how. That's what I was told. But I can respect what Kane and LL meant. As long as you get in the booth and you spit a rhyme and you don't fumble, you don't slip. It's like you're not losing for what you're, you're not losing your train of thought. And I'll wrap up my point and we'll keep going. Snoop Dogg. Every time he went in the booth, you could tell he was freestyling. Yep. Because he's always mentioning his name. He's looking for something. He's putting it together. He actually goes in there and goes off the dome. I found out from certain people, and this is straight strictly from other platforms. You know those funk flex freestyles that we've seen and everybody that goes up there and rhymes? Mm-hmm. Do you know, according to somebody that works up there, they said not a lot of them have done it in one take. What? But a lot of them, yes. There's been a lot I wouldn't, of them. I'm not surprised. Been, I'm not been surprised. There's been a lot of them that, have to, that, that, that has to ask for the camera to stop and redo it over again. Or stop at this part and then continue here. There's been plenty of people that have gone up there and choked. Oh, and they, unless and you want to be this. shoot the footage. Unless you want to be Jay-Z. Can I do it again? Please. Let me ask y'all. A, let me ask y'all. At that time, he caught himself and brought it back. <laughs> Go ahead, Candy Man. Let me ask y'all a question. Do y'all think? Uh, so, I know a lot of people have been paying attention to the flex freestyles. I pay attention to the Sway in the Morning on serious freestyles, and I pay attention to the L.A. Leakers freestyles. Do you think that those freestyles are authentic, or you think they all the same shit? The stop and retake. Well, be depending however, on who. Well, Sway, I can tell you, is not stop and retake because they're live on the air on the radio when those freestyles happen. Right. So there's no there's no time to edit. But do you think LA Leakers is is uh is authentic? <sighs> I I think it depends on who 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 is built for that stage. I'm gonna go with T, I'm gonna go with T on that one because I've seen a lot of LA Leakers freestyles that are fantastic. And 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 I don't think Black Thought needed one uh too you many takes. Know. I'm sorry. You never know. You, you never, know what? Maybe. But know. I That's think I think he made you shoot the way he went. He probably needed one, uh another take just to do four. And then next day, he just like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to go what I want to say. Because I still don't know how to this day, this motherfucker did a 10-minute freestyle. 
I mean, I mean, I've seen Mickey Fax. Shout out to Mickey Fax. Go, you know, catch fire and just go on and on and on and on. Big Crit one. caught fire. Big Crit caught fire. And 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 it's like, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It, it's hard to say. It's hard to say who, mm-hmm. who who's done it in one take or who needs multiple takes. I think as long as you get your opportunity to go off and do your thing, I mean, it could be worse. It could be it could be the O'Malley one. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> and that was on Sway. That was on Sway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And O'Malley just kept going on with that because he lost his train of thought. I'm not dissing him, but it's out there. I, I got I got I got my I got my favorite favorite freestyle. That's not even on the radio. Bucka Bucka. Bucka Bucka. He must die like John Tucker. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was Rap City. Thank God. Thank God he didn't put that on a record. If he put that on a record, it would be a problem. <laughs> I'm just playing people. I just don't want to make fun of it. Sorry. That was Lil Wayne. That was one of the worst freestyles I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And this is around his prime, too. That's the fucked up part. I could say don't rhyme and it's going to rhyme. Oh, God. Terrible. Well... But yeah, but but that's my point. Like I, I gotta attribute it to that that particular time period, uh, two thousand nine to ten. Because again, that's when like I mean yeah, the subject matter just got even worse. Mumble rap wasn't really a thing before then, but it became a thing then. What do you think th- about the dance era too? Like the that, and then like I said, that, a that's lo- a huge part. A lot, a lot of our favorites, the quality of their music declined. So. Because that's when we had all the walking outs and the chicken noodle soups and the and the swag service. And I don't I don't mind them for parties. I don't mind them for people that want to go out and have a good time. But my issue is if that's all you're going to play, then we have a problem. Hey, that baby. Was my issue. With it. That was my issue with it. I don't expect these guys to be lyrical, lyrical or whatever. You're making party music, dance music. That's fine. But if that's all you're going to play, then I have an issue with that. And the fact that people overhype and overrate it, that's what I that's another thing I don't like. When you overhype this is why and overrate something oh no, no. <laughs> no. That was one of the worst. I've heard worse, but this is why we are Oh, oh no. <laughs> apparently, apparently that flame burnt out the moment that the song came back. Wow. Music, music is his savior, bro. It is savior. I'm sorry. Apparently, it's not. Music it did not save not him. Savior. I'm sorry. It did, it did not save him, and I'm not dissing homeboy at all. You just got to look at the track record because when he came out with the second album, the moment he premiered his new video on BET, that was the first and last time it played on BET because it did not hit. Not only that, that's when Wayne was starting to take over too. Yeah, you was not. Mm-mm. This is why I'm hot, hot. This is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. Woo. Chang hang low. If that's <laughs> electric if that's hang low. <laughs> I mean, if that's the reason why he's hot, no wonder it's snowing outside right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, what about... Uh, Another snow? What the fuck? Oh, don't yeah, forget... It's snowing in New York, yo. Yeah, it's snowing. <sighs> oh, don't forget, throw some D's on it, on it. Might as well throw some cheese on that, too. You know what the sad part is? I fuck with boy looking here. <laughs> I don't know really? why. I like uh, the production only. Only uh, like the most up production. Uh, don't, don't forget a girl shake that laughing taffy. No garbage. No garbage. Can any can anybody explain to me that Chico Steak done it up line? <laughs> can anybody explain what that meant? Because I still don't know. <laughs> you know what though? In that 
in around two. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. When uh oh oh, don't forget, teenage drinking is very bad. But I got a fake ID though. Oh, that was Jaquan in them. <laughs> oh no, oh that's ignorant. That was I, ignorant. I'm not gonna lie though. I fuck with the remix of right there with uh Trita Chiggy and Jermaine Dupree. That 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 was actually not bad. You know what? You know what to go along with what you guys are saying. You know what's killing hip hop right now? What? Taking songs that we've already heard. Yeah, a when lot somebody, of bro, bro, I, What's up with that, bro? Bro, I've heard a lot of instrumentals on the radio and like when I've gone out and the instrumental, like for example, I don't even know the artist or the song, but they, they the beat sounded like 400 degrees by Juvenile. So when I yes. when, when the beat when the beat first dropped, I'm like Oh, they you know, playing you know this the old thing shit. Is, and you know, you know, I'm glad y'all mentioned that. Who is the one that I I can't believe I forgot the name, and I know it's, it's a known artist. She did. I think right now. I think she did. Uh, it sounds like Aaliyah's one in a million, and Cardi B's on it too, because she has a uh feature guest, uh guest feature verse. And it's like this sounds like one in a million. This sounds like uh Southern Hospitality or something, but it's like a lot of them sound the same. It's ridiculous, yo. It's ridiculous. And, and and it's too many artists to name. Like to single out, well, this sound this one sounds like this. It's get the production is not original anymore. You're taking something that we and it's funny because when you hear the song and the person that's listening to it does not know where the original came from, and you tell them be like, oh no, that's not true. This is right here. No? Well, listen to this. And you know, and you know what the it's funny the same thing. You know what the funny thing is, and I know a lot of people will a lot of people will say, "Oh, but y'all don't say nothing because Puff ripped off a lot of beats, uh, and then and they hardly and they hardly sounded the same. Maybe he just sped them up just a little bit for Bad Boy in the '90s. But a lot of these beats from these songs that sound they sound exactly like the same beats from the songs they took it from like they yes. like they're not it doesn't sound like they're sampling anything they're not sampling right. they're just taking the beat they're just taking the same exact beat which i feel is lazy it's lazy well that that song with the with the 400 degrees sounded like beat i hope manny fresh getting paid for that yeah mm-hmm. as long as somebody as long as somebody is getting paid and i'm not singling nobody out and and it sparked my brain when you guys mentioned jaquan because how did he start off that record one, here comes the two to the three. To that's the, the, DLC, the DLC line. That from? And that's the, the DLC. And that's the problem. That's the problem. And a lot of people hear lines like that, and they and they're like, oh, oh, wow, that's hot. Yeah, who said it they, first? They, and you and you know during that era, I hate to bring her in this, but they did the same thing with Nicki Minaj when she mentioned that rah rah like a dungeon dragon. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not the and everybody quoted it. Like everybody, it was everybody thought that that was that that was a hot line. I'm like, yo, Buster said that. Thank you. That's another problem. That that's what's killing hip hop. When you hear a line, and if you're a true hip hop head, you heard it already. You know who said it. And and and, and here's another problem. Because people are gonna be like, oh well, you know, Jay Z bit Biggie's lines. Jay Z said all that. Let's talk about Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay Z addressed it. He is like, you know, I'm big enough. My brother big enough to do it. Did you guys have a problem with him using Biggie lines a lot? Personally, did you guys have an issue with that? I kind of I also did. had an issue. I also have an issue with 03 Bonnie and Clyde because yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Wasn't feeling that, right? that instrumental wasn't his. Nope, nope. 
and neither is that chorus. And it completely killed the original idea of what Pac was talking about. That whole thing about, you know, me and my girlfriend, Pac was talking about a gun. And then for Jay to take it and just and just change it to this, it's like, ugh. Yeah, he changed it and put Beyonce on it. Oh, yeah, that's because man. Beyonce was tearing up 2003 and stuff. No, you know, no, and he, whole... he, put, he put Beyonce on it because he was tearing that ass up. That's why. Well, that's well, that's one of it. But I'm just saying, you know, Beyonce was already. She's a bad motherfucker. Tr- he gonna tear that ass up. So that's all. All the big hoes would tear like that ass. That. <laughs> I, it's like it's like it's like it's crazy. Prime example. Prime example. And and, and and even though we're going, even though we're going in a in a different direction as far as genre, wild thoughts. Maria, Maria. Oh God, that's a what, damn, oh wait, I can't stand it. Wait, wait, it's what is the same what, what, song. DJ wait, wait. Khaled? He's talking about DJ Khaled with a uh, Rihanna and a uh, who is that? Uh, Bryson is it Bryson? Uh, Bryson Tiller? Yeah, it's Bryson Tiller. Oh, I don't know nothing about that. You know the you know that song. It, it's got the Maria Maria. Oh, you talking about? And she starts up the song. You want to see me naggy naggy naggy? That right. oh yeah. that oh that right. shit. Right. Why 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 why? Right. It's annoying. Oh man, <laughs> I forgot about that song. It's like the original. It's another one that became lazy. Khaled, because Khaled just he's been doing that a lot lately. Being used like the same instrumentals and just like it was another song he did. And I'm like, no, this fool did. Fellas, is there a record out right now that samples How's It Going Down by DMX? Yes, yes that's Buddy yes. Back Yo. Wow. Same beat. And it's the same beat. I hear it on the radio, and the first time I heard it, I said, a word? They about to play DMX? All of a sudden, I hear different lyrics. I said, wait, 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 wait. That's that's Money Bag Yo. That's another one. Yo, but who's the artist for that Juvenile 400 Degrees beat, though? Does anybody know? I forgot. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, man. It's, 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 It's... What's up with you producers today, man? What y'all doing? And that's another thing. The production is just monotone, in my opinion. Yeah, man. You're taking stuff that's already been out. You guys remember? T.O., you could back me up. Didn't... Who got accused of using Troy but not transforming it? Wasn't Pete Rock up? Pete Rock was upset with somebody. Was it Lupe? It might have been. Didn't Lupe use it? Yes, it was Lupe. Yeah. Right. Pete Pete Rock was pissed off. I guess he didn't, you know, clear it. I guess because 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 it 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 went the same way. It's like he was rapping over the Troy instrumental. Mm-hmm. But it was but. It was his. It was his song so, under so, a different name. So the song that samples 400 degrees is called 5500 degrees. Oh, that's uh, little baby in them. Little, ba- little baby. Yeah. yeah, that's who it was. Little wow. baby. Now that you mentioned it, it was little baby. 50, 5500 degrees. <laughs> oh man. Everybody wants. Everybody. You, you can't be 400 degrees. I'm sorry. That, that's another thing that's killing hip hop, man. It's like. Where's where, where where's the original content? And no disrespect to that money bag yo, so I wasn't feeling. No, it. no, no distant money bag yo, because money bag yo got one of my favorite songs. What? What's that? Time today. Hmm. I just like the stuff he says on it because that's how I feel. 
Man, oh man. Nah, but that's what I'm going to say. I mean, and see, this is a topic that I like because you could ask 15 people and all 15 and give you a different answer. And that's and that's cool. Because you look at it, it's like, damn, he may be right. So let me ask you. Let me ask y'all, do you agree with Nas in 2006 when he said hip-hop was dead? You think it, Well, T.O., I know you said it was dead already, but was he accurate? I think he jumped the gun by, by two years, but two, three years. Uh, I, around that time, around that year, it wasn't... Mm, I don't know if he was going based off what Soldier Boy did and how he started it, but... So, Soldier Boy wasn't out in 2006. He came out in 2008. He did? Yeah. I could have sworn he came mean, out earlier than that. Nas, Nas was Nas was trying to make a point because when you look at 2006, that's when Lean with It, Rock with It was out. Lean that's with when, it, Rock with It. That's Stay when Jeezy, That's when Stay Jeezy was out. You know what I mean? And, I don't and, think Jeezy contributed to the death of hip hop though. He was pissed off. Though, he was pissed like, off though. He was Nas one of the artists. That. He got into an argument with Moni Love over that, and he said some things about Nas in that interview. You know what I mean? But it's like. Nas Nas addressed it on the Hip Hop Is Dead you know album. He was like, because people thought he was targeting the South. That's not what he was doing. He's he was like everything sounds the same. That's the thing. Everything was sounding the same. Like there was nothing original that, that you know that that stood out. Because when you look at 06, To's favorite record and my favorite record, pulling me back, me back, me back. <laughs> that was out. Oh shit! Just keep pulling me back, me back. Show the lead was out. <laughs> show the lead. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Um, Don't drove Grand Hustle. Right. And, and, and you know what else, too? And, and, and I'm glad you guys brought it out. I'm glad you guys brought this oh, up. Don't, oh, you're forgetting one key monumental record. What? what was that? Meet me at the mall. It's going down. Yeah. Right, it right. Unfortunately. That, that came out. You it's know what it is? What? There's certain records <laughs> that came out. That didn't get what it was supposed to get. Buster Rhymes came out with Touch It. Touch It was popular. Only the remix. But but what happened with the album? For the album only to go gold? Oh, no. The album didn't do as... The single did better than the album. And it's it's a good album. And he had had four singles for that album. Four singles. The funny thing is, and a lot of people, for those of you younger folks who only know about streaming, if y'all happen to listen to this, the single is supposed to be used to sell the album, not the yes. other way around. Yes. Yeah. And that and that's what's killing it now. It's reverse game. The singles are better than the albums. People will buy the album and it's like, oh well, if this single's hot, then the whole album should be hot. Nope. Bro, people don't even buy albums no more. It's streaming. That it, right. Right. That's bro, the bro, they don't even bro, it's very rare nowadays. They'll 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 they they won't put it on CD. CD's practically dead. It's not they don't put it on CD. They if it, the record if, if the album is hot or huge they'll press it they'll press it to vinyl for like five thousand copies or whatever and everything else they just be like, I get I get no- old time sick bro old time sick bro I, I get notifications all the time stream now exclusively on title or and for, stream, and for old stream time Apple sick, music you know what else came out in 06? what we fly we fly oh yeah he did come out with that. And that's sad because that was like his. I wouldn't say his. Was that his only hit around that time? That uh, that album came no, out. No, um, he, he, he had a. Uh, what was that other song? It was him and Ron Browse. Oh my God, how is it? Garbage. My oh God, that was garbage. Ugh. Hated it. Ugh. Wait, Ether Boy. Oh, we pop champagne. Oh. Garbage. 
garbage. Pop champagne. I'd rather pop some sparkling water, man. I'm not <laughs> but you're going to add some lemon and lime in yours? Look, look, at, look at the landscape of 06, though. You had two-step out. You had money in the bank. Oh, oh hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Don't forget our, what about other favorites uh, drifted from that. What was it? My nephew died in the car I brought. You know, lost once. We can't forget about oh, it. that man. <laughs> well, Jay-Z's T, kingdom. T, T, you shouldn't use that line, though, man. Because that, that's exactly what happened. I know what happened. I'm talking about the whispering part. I mean, the way he said, yeah, all that whispering, man. I mean, I mean, that's Jay, man. I don't know. Nah, I, I still get upset that his nephew did not see the time of day, man. I still get upset with that. Oh, sick. I mean, Ludacris came with Moneymaker. I don't like Moneymaker. I don't like that song. I like grew up to screw up and that had Jeezy on it. Yeah, I mean Moneymaker. Well, my well in that time period, run he came out. Runaway Love was a song that tugged at the heartstrings, and that was like probably one of the last storytelling hits that you probably will ever hear from just hip hop overall. You know what? At the time, I said to myself, "This is a modern day Brenda's got a baby," and it and it and it showed you a mature ludicrous. You know what the funny part is? I had to say, uh, Alpha, I had the same mentality when you just said about uh, Runaway Love. I always thought it was the same thing. And he won a Grammy. And one of my favorite songs ain't even play on the radio. I know it's strange, but my brain's gone really Did insane. he play Slap on radio? Slapping a bitch today. They could not play that on the radio. They had the video. They had, because the video had an edited version. But as far as playing it on a on a on a on a radio, they actually had to stop playing it because of the stuff he was saying. Slap uh-huh. slap. I feel like killing my boss today and all that stuff. They yeah, you, hear yeah, that on yeah the radio. you can't you can't hear that on the radio. You I'm sorry, man. I love oh, that song. What was though. my favorite moment? Somebody on the radio. I need my music, man. Right, right, right. Because somebody <laughs> broke into the car and stole his music. Somebody stole his radio. He's like, I need my music. But you know what, though? As far as like, and this might be superficial, but anytime somebody cuts their braids or cuts their dreads, I don't know why people associate that with the artist growing up. Well, I guess I'm next. Nope. Nigga, you ain't never going to grow up. <laughs> See, the moment a scissors touch your hair, that scissors is going to break. <laughs> Bro, if I ever if I ever was a CTO with a Caesar, I think I would call it a life and just pass it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to think. I mean, you're talking Me about Buster Rhymes. You're talking about Ludacris, right? Yeah. Yo, you remember when yeah. when the video "There It Is" right now came out, and, and we thought he cut his hair. <laughs> Yo, bro. When Buster <laughs> cut his hair, people thought it was the end of the world. Yeah. But also in the time period that uh, sorry to to get off track, but. In the time period that that um that I also mentioned, a lot of our favorites also either fell off or was was, was stopped rapping or released music that the masses didn't want to pay attention to no more. That's a fact. A lot of them went independent. Absolutely right. And I don't. This, right. And this and this came more difficult for the conscious rappers too. Look look at the period of uh of uh, E40 for example, right? E40, um, obviously legendary rapper. I have nothing but respect. For, for E-40, but Ooh. nobody was checking for E-40 so much that he started his own series of albums. Bro, you know how many revenue retrievings there are in block brochures? You know, it's funny you mentioned E-40 because whose song did he appear on that charted and went and went number one? 
That was Big Sean. I don't fucking you and that and E and that was the first time E forty made it to that level as a featured artist. On, on, a, on a Big Sean record. Not, not on even, a Big Sean record. Not, not even, even the, his own record. Not even the little job record he did. Snap your fingers and no, stuff. No, he made it to number one being a guest on Big Sean's record. Which 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 tells you a lot. Yeah. Mm. yeah and, 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 and to further that point, what has he done since? He hasn't charted since. E40? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And Love the guy. Even people like Snoop Dogg, like yeah, Snoop Dogg's still coming out with music, but he's more he's more known for for the fucking Tostitos commercial with Martha Stewart on the beach and the Corona Extra commercial on the beach than he is for the music. Well, because Snoop is now Snoop Snoop's is now he, he he's no longer just a rapper. He's a brand. He's a brand, yeah. And, I would even, he's a cultural icon. He is. He is. And he it's is. Cer- it's certain people like stands out. Like, 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 like young kids will know who Snoop Dogg is. They'll know who 50 Cent is and they'll know who Jay-Z is, but they won't know them for their music. Right. That's like when I was a kid, because obviously I wasn't. And and I know I like to make a lot of sports references on this program. But um, when George Foreman came out with the grill and he was the face of Meineke, I didn't associate him with being a boxer when I was a kid, because when I was what when the grill came out in like, what, 98, I was seven years old. I wasn't. I wasn't around to see to see a George Foreman fight. Mm-hmm. And, Only, and, that, and right. that happens. And, and, right. and that happens in real life. And, and it's fine. I'm not going to pay enough for this muffler. <laughs> Honest, honestly, though, no, yo, it's, it's crazy. Because I'll never forget those commercials for the grill. It'll, it'll knock out the fat. <laughs> it, sure, it sure did knock out the fat. That's for damn sure. But um, I have one of those. That stuff works. I just cleaning it is a bitch though. But um yeah, it is it's hard. But, Brillo pad. But um but yeah, even um I, I suffice to say, even Puffy, nobody's really like kids today don't know him for the music. That's Puffy Puff hasn't even come out with music since what? The Diddy Dirty Money album? The last train to Paris? It's just that, you know, like 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 you said, you know, Diddy got Ciroc, Diddy got Revolt TV, Diddy got all this other extra stuff that he does. That takes him out of the mute. So you are 110% correct. Look at, look at, look at currently. Look at Dr. Dre. The, what are the, the kids he- going to associate the, Dre? The, he- right. the, the headphones. Grand the Beast by Dre. Contract, the Beast by Dre, you know, and yeah. Bro, even, even, even Method Man. The kids, the kids and younger people would know him because he's on power. That's they don't correct. know. They, if you, if you went to, if you went to a kid, be like, yo, do you know about Tikal? They're going to look at you like you're crazy. There you go. They don't know anything. And that's another thing that's killing hip-hop. People don't do their homework. People don't do their research. Nope. That's a problem. And, and, and it's not even like, it's not, and, and they don't do the homework and they don't do the research willingly. Mm-hmm. Like, they ju- they're just not interested. They don't they're just not interested. That's they this just, generation. They, that's they, this, they, yeah. They're not interested at all. They, they don't care to know. And no, it's not only this generation. There are people our age who refuse to go back and listen to stuff or, or refuse to go back and watch stuff. I mean, they know they know who they are, but it's just like they, we just talk about this particular kids' generation or teens, bro, let's just say. Bro, I can't tell you how many times Uh-oh. whether whether I've I've been online in groups talking talking to people, the music will come up, or I'll be in I'll be somewhere, I'll be in a barbershop getting my hair cut, and you know, barbershop conversation. Or uh, 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 well, you know what, E, I know you're not here, but I have to do it. You think I need a haircut? 
<laughs> Yo, you you funny. By the way, shout out shout outs to our guy Rev Barber who couldn't be on this episode. Well, shout out to Rev, man. Shout but um, but yeah, or 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 even just general conversation, or like even times when but when when Fye was still a thing and I'd be in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and people would would strike up conversations with music because they'll see me looking at music and ask me what I think about picking up. Like, you tell people, oh well, you know this artist was great or that artist was great or oh or or oh you like you like his song today. Why don't you go listen to his stuff from like 89 or 90? And they'll just be like, nah, man, I'm, I'm good on that. Perfect example. I was having a conversation um, maybe about two weeks ago in a hip hop uh, Facebook group I'm in. Mm-hmm. And people were talking about Lil Wayne, ironically, right? Okay. And the conversation was revolving around uh, I am not a human being uh, one and two. And, and somebody was like, oh, well, I think Wayne fell off since then. I was like, but Wayne had great music. And I even told him, I was like, yo, I've been bumping, I've, I've been listening to Wayne since the block is hot. And somebody commented and said, what's that? I said, what do you mean, what's that? Mm, see? You know, the thing is, once he did the Carters, that's when they just, that's when they started knowing him. They don't know that way. They it's don't the know that thing. way. It's the same thing how Jay-Z tries to tell, Jay-Z hates volume one. He don't want anybody to remember volume one. Most people don't know Jay-Z from reasonable doubt. And, and here's the other thing. And, and, and QG, you could attest to this. When we were, when we was in a York Correctional Facility, aka York College, because no, we never we never been locked up, folks. It's just a joke. But when we was in York, how many of them how many of them people in the cafeteria that was sitting around that wanted to rap was from the Bronx? We not gonna name names, but was born and raised and lived their whole life in the Bronx and never heard a KRS one song in their life. That's a problem. Or That's even a big, big problem. Or, somebody or, that somebody that built the pillars of the Bronx and they don't give that. Or 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 or, or 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 even more recently, people that we used to associate with that make music, born and raised and lived their whole life in Brooklyn, and when we tried to put them on the J. Rue the Damager, they was lost. Yeah, it's like who? And J. and J. Rue is from Brooklyn. J. Rue has one of the greatest '90s albums, underrated of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And, and and you know what else too that I that I can't stand is when people look at legends and then they come out with new material and then they criticize them. It's like, Oh, well, you know, he, we don't want to hear that. No, that stuff is boring. No, 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 no. When you have a lyricist, what do you expect the lyricist to do to make dance music? Who was the one that said that they try to listen to Nas and he said he fell asleep, <laughs> which is, that, which is, which is funny. So soldier boy called Illmatic boring. Lil Yachty said that he couldn't listen to Tupac for more than five minutes. Them boys can't read. And I got a question. Where's Lil Yachty right now? He got a show on Netflix, bro. He does? Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty popular, too. It's oh, a sitcom. No disrespect to DC or Fly, but how high part two is I mean, I mean, I mean, Lil Yachty is nothing more than tugboat, if you ask me. <laughs> and, this, and that's another thing. These people disrespect the legends who came. I don't out like them. that. That's killing hip hop too. And you know, disrespecting and, legendary work. Like, and, who the hell do you think you are? And you they know, don't even make work like that. And, 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 and they always think like money is the root of all things. Wrong. Right. Here's here's my here's my opinion on that. Right, hip hop is the only the only uh, uh part of entertainment, sports, or or anything where legends can come and they'll just get disrespected. Like for example, um, and I and bringing it back to sports again, T.O. You a big Yankee fan? What do yeah. the Yan- what what do, what do the Yankees do every single year? Well, besides play baseball or whatever, what you mean? 
No, they have an old-timers day once a year. Oh, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. And their old-timers day, for those of you who don't know what the Yankees do, the Mets are actually going to do it this season. Um, they are? Time- well, it's about time. Yeah, the Mets are doing an old-timers day in 2022. Well, so we what old- Piazza better be there. So what old-timers day is, folks, the, the Yankees, they'll invite legends and legends. stars and players from the past. Even, 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 even legends have only been there for only two years. We'll still yeah. come. As long as you've played for the team or coached the team at some point in the team's existence, you know, they, they come and they have like an exhibition game. And those games are usually the most sold-out, well-attended games that season. Yeah, because they want to see the legends. Right. And and and, and even, in, even in wrestling, legends, you know, they, they tell you, oh, Ric Flair is going to be on Raw this week. People will tune in to see that shit. You know how many, you know how many in, in, independent wrestling shows I've been on and fucking Psycho Sid is scheduled to make an appearance and that'll be the most sold-out show in that building? Like, like, you know, mm-hmm. but, 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 but let, let fucking, uh, let KRS-One have a concert at, at, at some small venue and it's only going to be a quarter of the way full. You know, and, and that's the thing with hip hop, you know, they call it a young, young person sport. They criticize these, oh, well, this person need to retire. Who want to be in their forties rapping? Who See, but, but here's, but here's the other thing. Look, look at rock and roll. The Rolling Stones every time they go on tour, the goddamn. ACDC, Metallica, every time they go on tour, it's sold out. Bruce, but you know, Bruce, but you know, Bruce Springsteen releases new albums. But, and but, but you know what the difference is? When you mention those genres, they don't disrespect their legends. For That's some reason, thing. that they for don't. some reason, hip hop is the only genre you will see these knuckleheads disrespecting legends. R&B, R&B doesn't even disrespect their legends. As a matter of fact... And it's because of what hip hop represents from the streets. You know, you got the young, the fly. They, when you reach a certain age, they're like, you got to step to the side and let these young boys come in. That's exactly. how they look at it. It's that street mentality thing. See, see, see but here's the thing. And, and, I, and I say this to people all the time. I tell them, I said, in hip hop, if, if <laughs> Big Daddy Kane walked up to West Side Gun and tried to offer him some advice, you don't know how you know we don't know how that's gonna go because in hip hop and I, and this is just an example, folks. Matter of fact, wrong example. If Big Daddy Kane walked up to NBA Young Boy and tried to give him some advice, <laughs> NBA <laughs> Young Boy probably gonna look at him. NBA Young Boy gonna look at him like, yo, who the fuck is this old man? However, do you think if Michael Jordan walked up to LeBron James to try to offer him some criticism or even to just give him advice or just to speak to him? You think LeBron is going to turn Michael Jordan away? No. Absolutely not. If, if you think if if, if, you, if you think Bernie Williams is going to is going to walk up to Aaron Judge and be like, "Hey, you you might want to tuck your elbow in when you when you when you before you swing." You think he's going to you think he's going to he's going to uh, uh push him uh, brush him off? Absolutely you know, not. Oh, you know he why? better not. You know why? Because also influences when you look at the people coming up today, who are their influences? Who are they following after? We've heard Nas say He's from the Rock M tree. Jay Z says he's from the Kane tree. What tree are these guys coming from? Some are gonna say Gucci. Some are gonna say Wayne. Believe it or not. See. Listen, there's, if I there's, if there's I if shift. I if I was an upcoming rapper, even if it's a rapper that I don't fuck with, but that rapper had commercial success at one point, I would listen to him because he got a plaque. He knew what it took to get a plaque. I don't. Exactly. Granted, granted, for all the jokes I make it, uh, about about MC Shan, if Shan came to me and was like, "Yo, yo, Candyman, you making this record? Let me let me show you what you could do better." 
I'm going to sit down and listen to him because the man was a member of one of the most influential hip-hop crews of all time. And the bridge stood the test of time. I mean, you know, you, you know, in the in the Patterson and Millbrook projects, you know, they didn't hear a peak from a place called Queens, but I digress. You just don't learn. <laughs> you could you, you you could digress all you want. The same how you know they didn't hear a peak from a place called Queens. They didn't hear from New Orleans either. We wasn't doing rap at the time. How many times I gotta tell you that? Uh, well, stop, see? well, stop stop mentioning my borough. Yeah, but, but your borough was do your borough was doing rap at the time. And we still doing it. But and you know, we, and we still doing it. Shout out to well, Alfred Banks. Yeah, but you, shout but out you to know Alfred it. Banks, who's a homeboy. But you want to keep playing hating on my on my borough. Not gonna let you do that. And you know the thing is around hip hop. Also, like all these years, different regions have di- oh, their own style too. Because we talk about New Orleans, talk about the South. We can't. For- I mean, like mostly Atlanta. We can't mention. We can't forget about Houston in this too. Yeah, Houston did this thing. With, and, and and you know, of course, the true locals or whoever Houston natives, you know, you could talk about the DJ screws, and and how they had a screw and chop style, you know, little Kiki, Big Hawk, Big Mellow, and all them. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing that killed it. The Southern takeover, and this is not a diss to the South. When I say that, I'm saying that that whole switch to Southpaw crap. No, I don't agree with that at all. And that and Fat Joe said it, Jadakiss said it. I love you guys, but why should if you're from the East Coast, why do you want to sound like you're from the South for? Why do you want to do their formula? You don't have to do that. To but, but 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 you know what's funny? Before like the Cash Money era, people got to forget the South was actually popular. Outcast first album in '95, Eight Ball and MJG first album in '95 was getting respect. So unfortunately, you know, New York was being biased. The, Here's the thing. They were getting respect, but they weren't getting Scar- the sales. Scarface, Scarface and the Ghetto Boys was getting the sales. Once, once, were, but, but see, the Ghetto Boys are different. They were once, different. I mean, sales is a, as, as in what? What's their numbers? All right, let me go to the Google machine. Check check the Google machine. While you're doing that, what I'm saying is when Cash Money came out with the stuff they were doing in No Limit, and they were selling crazy amounts of records, to me, that's when the South got solidified. All right, so the, now they're selling numbers. So the Ghetto Boys, we can't be stopped in 1991, Platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this? Uh, Till Death Do Us Part in 1993, went gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Resurrection in 96, gold. Right. So, but when you start selling five, yeah, three, six, when you start, and, and again, Cash Money and No Limit, to their credit, they're dropping mass amount units of albums. Like they every are. week, there was an album. They're Especially No trees. Limit. Especially yeah, No so, Limit. Y- yes, right. I know. I bought them the house and the car in '90s. <laughs> well, you did. You did. You did. You you did the, you did them a solid as a fan. And uh, hey. and if y- and if y'all check our YouTube, you can see I, I physically had the uh the fiend albums both of them and right. i physically had the mac albums both so of them. now proud. now now when you have you know the south is selling massive amounts of units and the east coast is not selling as much anymore that's when the rivalry and the jealousy and all that stuff well if they doing it this way let me doing it this way you think fat joe did make it rain on purpose no and Fat Joe knows that was. There was a reason why and, he made that record. But the funny part is that was more beneficial for Wayne than Joe. And all Wayne did was the hook. 
That's the and, funny part. And Wayne was the hottest rapper at the time. But you know, he had to do that because if, if Wayne was... Bro, do you think that Duffel Bag Boys by the Players Circle would have been a big record if Wayne wasn't on it? I was... Uh, I didn't I even like the song anyway. And how many hooks was Wayne on? Wayne was on a game record. Uh-huh. He was. He was on Red just doing the hook. Yep. He, so Wayne was doing a lot of hooks back then for these guys as the number one rapper in the but world. But see, even though it made Joe... It made Joe a sale. What was the follow up after that? Because Wayne could go anywhere he wanted. He's hot. Why, He's would, on a... why would Wayne be on Hello Brooklyn of all records? Why? I I, I would prefer my Hello guy Brooklyn. Wayne on how you doing? That's not how he said it. That's not how he said it. How did he say he it? Said, Hello Brooklyn. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather Mike Tyson. Say, I could be your mate. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, my card. <laughs> That was terrible. Baby, you out. And that was a, and that was a single. That's the fucked up part. Oh man. <laughs> but at that time, Jay Z and Wayne had respect for each other because didn't didn't Wayne return the favor with Mr. Carter? Yeah. Hey, Mr. Carter. Hello. Tell me who's your father. I don't know. That, that felt like that, 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 that's, that's that, not how the song go. You sure about that? <laughs> that's not how the song go. Uh, no, 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 I'm the the only song that bothered you? Oh, you got That's a problem. The only song that bothered you? <laughs> you got a problem. Only song... officer was terrible. I hated Mr. Officer. Oh God. Like a cop cop. First of all, why is he singing in French? We don't do the wee 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 wee. That's the so- the sound of the siren and blame Bobby Valentino. Is <laughs> that he, he, he too much Cupid in him? That's the problem. Uh, so we got any other years? Anything else you want to touch? Oh, oh! Shout out to my, uh, shout out to my fiance because she actually made a quote saying just about what we discussed. She said when they lost the storytelling, that's when everything changed because people started, according to her, and I quote, that's when people started telling other people what to do. I don't know. If now, she's now, been- now, now, first off, before I make my point, shout out to Mo. Um, yeah, shout out to Mo. Um, <laughs> I feel kind of bad for having this mindset because I feel like. I shouldn't have this mindset because of who I am and what I represent, but I've said it before on this show. I I don't enjoy listening to songs like Brenda's Got a Baby. I find that stuff to be boring. However, there are some story songs that, you know, I I I do rock with. But yeah, like there's no there's no there's no storytelling and, and I feel and like the, that's what's missing. And like the sad, every, and the sad part is before you continue, it's like you gotta listen to the Kendricks and the J. Coles for like storytelling at his uh at his and and i hate to and 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 even i'm gonna say him at rare times but it's not like hot storytelling drake will tell stories too a little bit drake does tell stories yeah That's even he was story. even not the, sometimes yeah, but because because you know the narrative what the is women. what what does that that's a that's a huge one we know we Drake is who he is, and he's gonna tell you who he is, even though we already know who you are. You're gonna tell us anyway. I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> who the f are y'all? Oh boy, Jersey, that oh, guy. Chemo. Garbage. Couldn't stand that line. 
Drake is but, Drake, and he's and he's and he's one of the he's one of the big biggest artists ever. So there's some get, songs I, I but like. But one thing I will give him credit, he he kind of evolved from his ego times, and he's like, look, I'm just Drake now, I'm just Drake, Drake, be doing Drake things. That's it. Drake does Drake things. But yeah, I feel like a lot of these songs today, they just put random words together over a, a thumping beat. And that's, you know, that's you know it. when I you know when I look at hip hop overall, like even from the start. I may get heat for this. It, it, it feels like the slam dunk contest. You know how the slam dunk contest back in the day was just like, you know, same thing over and over and fun. Like like the the pioneers we have today from the Kumo D's and the uh, Melly Mel's. Mm-hmm. But I but it's like when when Rakim and Big Daddy Kane, I'm sorry, Big Daddy Kane arrived. It's like they they they, they did the Vince Carter and elevated the hip hop level. Like you know how Vince Carter did in 2000, where he he made a difference. Like now I'm a I'm a level this up, and it made everybody step up. That's what happened with them. I think now, as far as the dunk contest and it goes in hip hop, people are just more into the props, into the technique, and and that's and that's what I feel about the mumble rap. It's just like the props and yeah, all yeah. the other stuff. Of, the the clothes. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the the cars, the stuff you see in the videos, you're not focusing on what they're saying in the rap. You're you focusing know, on what you know they the, have around You know, the funny part is, as much as I get on Silta Shaka, no, you, you can't, we can't talk about him like that much because, yes, he went off beat a few times, but not like how these mumble raps be doing it. I so give Silta Shaka credit for even having the ability to rap like that. On a on a record and still keep control of his words. That's a hard style to do. But the, but the, but the thing is, like people will say, Silk is the worst rapper. I understand if they said it because he was off beat. But there are some records that you have to listen. That he'd be saying some shit that it'd be like, oh shit, Silk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's not the worst rapper in the world. I don't I don't agree with in the world. Now now here's my you. thing. That's who you Here's my here's my thing, right? And this this is to go to all them hating ass motherfuckers and talk about Silk the Shocker. Especially people who wasn't around to listen to the music back then. Y'all hate on Silk the Shocker. But Silk the Shocker got three platinum plaques and one gold plaque in his house. More, that's that's three more platinum plaques than your favorite rapper, unless your favorite rapper happens to be Drake or somebody of that stature. But if y'all y'all do is listening to goddamn NBA Youngboy and Lil Yachty and yeah and all his and all them other jokers, Silk got Silk got more more accolades than them. Silk got more accomplishments than them, and Silk got more money than them. So I, that's the and that's the God honest truth. I tell you. I, I went I went to Nashville, Tennessee, back in November. I <laughs> yeah, went to she Nashville. did go to Nashville, Tennessee. Go on. I went to Nashville, Tennessee, back in November to the No Limit reunion tour, that's and right. the and the place was sold out. And when Silk the Shocker came out. Matter of fact, so, so no disrespect to anybody else, but you know, Mr. Servon went out there, Fiend went out there. They walked out there like it was normal, even me asked. They had to play a video package prior to Silk coming out. And then when Silk came out, they turned the lights out, they turned the lights back on. Silk was on the stage performing, I'm a soldier. And the place, like everybody in the place, including myself, lost their minds. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the posse cut he had with the Nova yeah, family? But- yeah, yeah, but he yeah. only performed his verse, and then and then they went to the next song. Oh, you, come on! When that's you not have fair. for the fan, like that, their, their fan base came out that night, and that's what it's about. When you have your fan base, you know what they like, you know what you want to play. It's just like with verses. You have your fan base. You play the songs for your fans, and that's what that's you. You have to know your audience, and No Limit knows their audience when they go out there. I'm not. I'm court. not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. 
like that concert was great. You know, it was amazing. I know it's off subject, but that was a great feeling. Everybody in the crowd was in army fatigues, and we all singing along with the song. And, and, and that was their signature right yeah, there. That was the no limit signature. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was I was surprised because you know Montel Jordan came out and he was unadvertised, but. They oh no! They did let us ride. QG, QG, did his part. Yeah. Please don't bury some old whip. Same thing with an awesome. Perfect. But but then right after, you know, you know, you can't have you can't have Montel Jordan come out and not do this. Is how we do it. He had to. He had to do it. But uh, yeah, he was the surprise guest, and Young Buck was a surprise guest too. Oh. I mean, young, Buck young Buck was down because it's his town, so it's good to. It's his town. It's town, yeah. But because um, yeah, it was in Memphis, yeah. No, it, yeah. we was in Nashville. We was in Nashville. Sorry, Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee. Shout, shout outs to the great people of Nashville. Make sure if y'all ever go out there, y'all stop by Hattie B's. That's the Wait best. Wait a minute. So eight ball did come? No, there was no eight ball, no MJG, just Young Buck and, and Montel Jordan. Damn, I would have loved to hear the uh, uh, pure uncut. But um, that's true because well, psychodrama wasn't there though, but um. I mean, Mr. Cool and P and Silk still had their verses. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So uh, if y'all ever go to Nashville, make sure y'all uh, make sure y'all check out Hattie B's. It's the best fried chicken I've ever eaten in, in my entire life. So are you sure about that? Because, you know, that, you know, that lady, you know, that lady is with her ripping chicken and all that stuff. You sure, man? She, she felt that she felt a 74, bro. She needs the board for real. She needs to be pinned to a board and <laughs> by a firing squad. Oh, you know stop I mean? it. I mean, dog, I mean, you know, it's for you, baby. You know, the Cajun rice and everything like that, you know, and the commercials she is tight. Bro, she can't even pronounce Zatarans properly, so stop it. Yeah, of course she can. Shout out, shout out to her, though, man. Shout out <sighs> to her. But, um, but for those of you out there in, uh, in, the, uh, in, in podcast land, well, YouTube, Instagram, whatever, DM us uh, Rap Lab Pod on IG or um, email us raplabpod at gmail.com. Tell us what you feel, uh, what year hip-hop died, or if you don't think hip-hop is dead at all. If we're wrong, tell us we're wrong. We'd be more than happy to to, to, to talk to you, to debate with you. And, um, yeah, um, but by the way, fellas, y'all know what next week is? Triple digits. Episode 100. Triple digits. We made it. A hundred episodes of Rap Lab, fellas. Wow. it's a lot of episodes, man. I Yo, the crazy thing is, a couple weeks back, we made two years. Now we have a hundred episodes. I didn't think we... Like, you know how, like, Biggie said, I never, th- I never thought hip-hop would take us this far? Like, I never thought Rap Lab would, 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 would still be around after so long. We going strong. Going we, strong. We 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 planned this shit for a couple of months and look what it turned into. And look yeah. at all the op- look at all the obstacles we had to face. I mean, me almost dying, and I think if I would have died at the time, the show would have been done. Um, that's not a, that, that's not a knock to y'all either, but you know, um, yeah, man, it just you know, and the ups and downs, To moving away, and we didn't know if he if he would be back or not. So. You know, we added Rev to the mix. So there's a lot of a lot of variables. Shout out to yes, Rev, Barber, yeah. MC. Yes, indeed. But shout out to everybody that supported us for so long. And all the other people from other countries, too. We didn't forget you guys. And, and, and shout outs to our, 
our friends who have been on the show, uh, Illy E, Melina. All our guests on here, man. Picasso. 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 Our guy, our guy Johnny, who did our original artwork. You know, uh, lots of, yeah, man, lots of, we we got history, man. We we got history. uh, We got history in this piece, man. So it's, more more to come. More to come. To be honest, folks, we don't even know what we're doing next week, but we're going to do something special for y'all because it's number one hundo. Yeah. It's time to to make a celebration, man. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah. This has been the uh, has been the Rap Lab, and we'll catch you next week for episode one hundred. All right, peace, y'all.